Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Cine Drive. Um, this is Kathy, and I am in Ireland for the week. So I'm doing a special episode with my mother, Linda, returning guest. Oh, hello, returning listeners to this fantastic... Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> she's driving. It's a podcast. She's very distracted because it's she's driving. And I'm and excited. a really special guest who has never been on the podcast before. Sorry, Mom, she's more special than you. Is my baby sister, Elizabeth. Hello, very excited to be on this. Um, so yes, very exciting. Uh, sadly, we're not going to possibly the best movie. We're going to see King Arthur, which is the critically derided a box office crash hit. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, what do you know about this movie? Literally nothing except that it's pretty much the only thing on a Middleton cinema tonight. <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing it though. I mean, it's a bit of a different movie than I usually go see, so... So that's good. Yeah, it should be good. And we wait for mom to take a turn before I ask her what she thinks. What I know about it is that it was it's directed by Guy Ritchie, who did the big Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, the one with like Robert Downey Jr. and stuff. Yeah, and they Jude were quite Law. good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Jude Law, who's in this. So this is kind of the success they were hoping to recreate. Now it hasn't happened. Um, I think it's lost a lot of money and it's got really bad reviews. Um, it has a decent cast. It has Charlie Hunnam. Who's he? He was in Sons of Anarchy and he was initially supposed to be in Fifty Shades before he pulled out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, and Jude Law and Eric Bana and, like, I mean, they all sound pretty good. Yeah. But anyway, Mom, what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't know much about it. I like Eric Bana, I like Jude Law, and I have a bit of a thing for the Arthurian legends. They Ooh. just, yeah, they do kind of tap into some mythical, mystical place in me. I love the tales of the Round Table, I love that whole romance, Genevieve, and. Lancelot, so I don't know how much of that Holy Grail mythology is in there or whether it's just all the macho He-Man pulled the sword out of the stone. I think it's a bit of that too. And I believe it's the one that has some sort of a random appearance by David Beckham that's been largely ridiculed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, think it's, I think it's going to be a bit of like boys to look at has for the David girls. Has been so in any I'll movie except for his like cameo in Bend It Like Beckham? I don't know. We'll have to ask one of our listeners to check that yeah, out for we'll us. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's been in Bend It Like Beckham and he's been in King Arthur. So, so, good, so Bend <laughs> It Like Beckham. Not a great IMDb page. No. <laughs> yeah, but to, to give it a setting, we're almost at Midsummer's. We're in Cork. It's been lashing rain. It's freezing cold. We lit a fire. We're going to the 6.30 movie and we'll probably be home tucked up. It's like a, It feels like Christmas. Yeah, it's it's cold and it's it's bizarre. So it's a good time to be watching movies in the daytime. It is. I warn you now. Apparently, this is quite long. And also, mom, I think it's slapstick and not serious. 
Did you not know that? No. I thought I was going to see the knights at the round table. <laughs> no, but that's not the case. So is, is King Arthur, like, is he magical or is it just, like, fantasy? Like, no, historical? he was a real person. He was real in history. Um, Ooh, and red he, light. Whoops, sorry. And, oops. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was real in history and he did have a round table because it was about power balancing. And he was important in terms of the the English, the evolution and the introduction of the female because up to then it was a very, but this is rom-com so it doesn't matter or slapstick but yeah it was a very patriarchal society and the women were the witches and the perimeters and the healers and somewhere around the time of Arthur that all merged and the Holy Grail is said to be that whole divine feminine. And are there any like women in this movie? Any actresses? We don't know. I don't know because no. I haven't done any research. <laughs> um, there must be a, there must be some actresses in it. Yeah. One would hope. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh so. Oh my god! There's a circus. Oh, if there's it's a circus. Really sucks. There's a circus tent. <laughs> there's a circus tent going up opposite the cinema. If it really sucks, <laughs> we're going to the circus. Well, fingers crossed. I'm going in with an open mind anyway. So yes, hopefully it doesn't let us down. And oh. hopefully there's fresh popcorn. Yes, exactly. Oh, and obviously Dave isn't on this podcast tonight. Sorry, Dave. Bye, Dave. We miss you. <laughs> Bye, Dave. Bye. See you after the movie. Bye. It was Vortigan who murdered your father. But what you can account for is what you can do with this sword. You need to be careful. His power is increasing. When people fear you, it is the most intoxicating sensation a man can possess. You're starting to mean something. You're no longer a myth. Welcome back to the Cine Drive. <laughs> Very special episode. But um, now the car isn't moving. We've decided it's safer to record this and then drive. Um, so we're, it's a Cine car, really. And firstly, I need to correct. I did say that Elizabeth was my baby sister earlier, but she is actually 22 years of age, not a teenager or a child. Um, so I am just, your baby sister. I'm yeah. Not a baby. <laughs> She's not a very well-spoken 11-year-old. Um, so Elizabeth, seeing as it's your first time in the podcast, you go first. What did you think of that movie? I actually really enjoyed it. I was surprised. I didn't really like the first like 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But then it really brought it back for me. It was like a really weird mix of kind of like a London gangster movie <laughs> with like a kind of Mission Impossible vibe and then a bit of the like legend. Like it didn't really seem to have that much of the legend in it, but I did really enjoy it. Okay, good. And mom, what you know more about the legend than either of us. So I will restrain myself. Um, from going too much legend what was interesting is that it's not slapstick at all no uh, I was completely yeah, yeah, yeah. wrong you were I'm completely sorry. wrong and um, there was a couple of things oh, I God. absolutely loved it I thoroughly oh, wow. I absolutely loved it I was in my total element Guy Arthur was like he was like some sort of a random mix between Colin Farrell and who's the take and Gary Barlow I thought he was a ledger I thought he yeah. was like Tom Hardy yeah he was a real yeah, it was a blend was he was a blend of all like buff cool guys and he was like uber cool but I loved it because I loved the music there was swashbuckling music there was great action I thought there was great acting now what really 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 went down for me and it was right from the beginning like the um the graphics or the com- 
computer generation like the crowd scenes and the castles and the landscapes it looked like they had paid some 13 year old guy to sit at his computer PC and generate some <laughs> landscapes yeah, it looked really bad it was so cheap looking and so bad but that aside yeah I mean I'll say more in a bit but my first impression was I absolutely loved it I bet the computer graphics though like they had a lot of animals in it or like mythical animals or just normal animals and I thought they were done really well though like what do you think about them? They were a bit like Harry Potter, the yeah, snake. Yeah, it was a bit yeah. Harry Potter, like snakes yeah. and like big birds yeah. and stuff. I thought that was good. So I thought, first of all, I enjoyed it as well, um, and I certainly was never bored, which is what I would thought would happen. And also, it wasn't slapstick, so I take that back. Um, I liked the acting and the actors, and I liked the story. But after that, I thought the direction was a complete mess. Mm. Like there was whole battle scenes that I couldn't follow. Every now and then he just got too lazy to tell a story, so did a montage. <laughs> I was yes. ten montages. Yeah, in that I know movie. you're such a big lover of montages usually, so I was wondering how you felt about them. Yeah, these weren't good though. I, I liked his like there was kind of like a an aging montage. That one was kind of fun. At the yeah, start. that was okay. Yeah. But I thought actually you could have taken a couple of minutes to to show us the character aging and not just the character development rather than just yeah, just like okay, we get it. He's good at fighting and then so I thought the montages I also thought sometimes the way the camera was moving I felt like I could have filmed it better mm, it was really jostly and like they were using weird, GoPros and weird stuff so it was camera weird moment. there yeah. was one cool one though maybe you didn't like it like when they were running really at fast speed along the and I felt sick I felt so I dizzy I felt sick I felt dizzy yeah. but, but I liked it I think that's the GoPro thing I'm saying it was like it was attached to the actors themselves yes yeah yes. yeah I just didn't I don't like that and I felt quite nauseous watching it but I think the whole effect was it the effect of the movie was disorienting or disorientating whichever camp we fall into it was a lot of disorientation because they kept like the genre that you were going from people who were chainmail to guys essentially dressed in t-shirts the music mm. was switching genres the was camera was jumpy it was a mess I but I think liked it was, that though. I liked it I liked it okay, that's interesting. it kept me on the edge of my yeah. seat and I actually really enjoyed that there it's like oh my god he's like in a t-shirt like where what, what? it was timeless it, and he is a very stylish director mm. and it's very overly stylized and I guess I don't I'm not drawn to that and the other thing is I really enjoyed the story I thought that was really good it was a good uh, good like good versus evil yeah it was a good story, story but I thought the script was really bad mm. so I thought a lot of the dialogue was really bad there was dialogue <laughs> <laughs> like really bad like um, you know he called Littlefinger Aidan Gillen was in it from Game of Thrones he called him like Honey tits or something. It's just a yeah, really that was bad a bit line. Weird, yeah. yeah, like there was a couple of really bad lines. I at the start I also was like confused with what was happening a lot. Mm. It so, was be, they, yeah, they, they showed the opening scene, it was very dramatic, but we couldn't figure out what was happening. They unraveled it in, came back yeah. to that scene in so what do you call those? They unraveled it in back views yeah. as the movie went Retrospectively, along. Retrospectively, he was. But I yeah. just found it, yeah, to me, I just thought that this is a mess of a movie. It's interesting you guys enjoy that because I can see why. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it deserved. I'm surprised by how badly it did. I'm wondering if people just, it's not what people were expecting or I wonder if it was marketed wrong because it feels to me like it would have been commissioned because of like the success of Game of Thrones yeah it did have a Game of Thrones like yeah but then it, it didn't really like it had a real B-list cast I would say yeah and it had a lot of Kung Fu in there as well like a little what do you call Jackie Chan it had some sort of yeah some of it's slow-mo some of it was too fast but I ultimately thought I mean I didn't know who any of the female actresses were at all and I wasn't I like liked the main female one. Yeah, I liked her the the mage, but she even was she was more mage, she was like the Morgan Le Fay character that 
what was I mean, that was a part of the weird graphics. Everybody when they were sort of in a bit of a power, their eyes went completely disturbingly yeah, weird. It was weird. I was like, it looked cheap. Like a lot of it looked really cheap, cheap even cheap. though I know it cost a lot for of money. The first bit of it, like I felt like I was watching just like one of those made-for-TV movies you watch in the middle of the night. Yeah, you watch when you're yeah. student. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, overall, but I I have to say I did enjoy it. Um, and I also was a little bit confused because it seemed like really difficult to get the sword at the start but by the end like an eight year old was carrying the sword no it was just hard to get the sword out of the stone okay. it's only that only the like chosen like direct bloodline or whatever could get it out of the stone after that it's just a regular sword okay. until it's activated until he can activate until, until he activated. can invoke okay also my favourite thing about the whole movie was how many times mom shouted Excalibur <laughs> <laughs> into the crowd <laughs> And by crowd, I mean like 10 people in the cinema. Yeah, Yeah. Mom's like, Excalibur! But you see, that brings me back. And here's a brilliant movie to watch. It's Excalibur, the John Borman movie from the 80s, which which went into this theme. And it's a brilliant movie. Um, I think his son, Charlie Borman, who's now a famous actor, was in the movie as well. But that was sort of the serious legend of Arthur. Okay, yeah. The only one I remember is when we were small, we used to watch a movie called The Sword and the Stone. Sword and the Stone. Oh, vaguely. But that was, yeah. I mean, I definitely knew the story of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and all that at some point in my life and have just forgotten it. Now, it's interesting. You said that you thought that this was all about the women and the mages because they essentially had no plot in this. I was confused. And as soon as it started, it was the end of the role of the feminine rather than beginning we came from this feminine you know when he talked about the lady in the lake Mm -hmm. it came from an era where the feminine had the power and then the sword which is actually I was even exclaiming this for Elizabeth the whole phallic the sword the tower lots of phallic symbols it was actually the end of what would have been the druidic time Mm -hmm. and it was the beginning of Christianity which which is actually historically what happened with King Arthur it was the coming of Christianity and the masculine so it was the shift in the power from the masculine to the feminine but I had it the wrong way around And and did he really have an evil uncle? Oh, he did. Yeah, he okay. did. He did. I like that Hamlet kind of. Vibe. Yeah, it was Jude Law was great. He as a villain. was really yeah. stunning. I he really was, enjoyed his performance. He was really, really good. Charlie Hunnam. I had never seen him in anything before, and now I think he I'm was incredibly really? attracted to really? him. Really, I hit, really, <laughs> just really. reminded me so much of Tom Hardy in that movie where he plays both of those London gangsters. Have ah, you seen that? No, I don't think so. No, but I know the movie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was like watching Tom Hardy in yeah. that movie, but in this. Well, Guy Ritchie traditionally directs like London gangster movies, so ah, okay. it's not like Lock, Sock and Two Smoking Barrels, that kind that. of thing. So it makes sense that you picked well, up that Well, it had by... that really cool. It had that somehow, you know, like a modern day Romeo and Juliet 2 or West Side Story. Like you couldn't have been more cool dragging that sword along the ground. I know. Yeah. spark behind you like. there was a really really bad scene where I thought oh no quite quite near the start where um, Charlie Hannum or King Arthur as he would become just starts telling a story about something that happened that day but in the most convoluted oh yeah, yeah, yeah cheeky yeah. chappy oh, that back was, yeah, and that forth was, yeah, that, that was kind of stuff was a bit, it was a bit that was a bit slapstick but like yeah I just feel yeah. like they never really hit on a genre and I think that was probably their problem because it's no Game of Thrones it's no Sherlock Holmes it's no Lock, no. Sock and Two Smoking no. Barrels it's hard to like tell someone what it's like on the list very mixed I think 
um, the appeal for me, and I think it's an appeal in the King Arthur tale. It's a story, it's a mythological story of coming of age. The whole theme is you've forgotten who your father is, so mm-hmm. it's very much in line with Christianity and with all kinds of modern psychology. You've forgotten your source. You have to go through your dark night of the soul, which he did in mm-hmm. his wilderness place, and then you have to confront the darkness within yourself, which is the, the uncle. So it's the good versus eagle, and then you come into your own power. It's a story of transitioning from boyhood to manhood or of you know the biblical coming home awakening so it's a very deep theme which which is why I think these movies are always attractive even if it couldn't find its genre yeah, it's still a good. Oh, overall, the story was really mm-hmm. good it's, enough. It's to... like it's like the male version of the Rapunzel. It's you know it's it's embedded deep in fairy tale and yeah. mythology. Actually, I'm off topic, Mom did say I was like Rapunzel earlier because I was craving lettuce when I was pregnant. Like Rapunzel's mom. Rapunzel's mom. Yeah. And Rapunzel is the German word for lettuce. Oh yeah, of course. So I should call my child Rapunzel then. Yeah. Regardless of lamb's lettuce, which is the English. Call her your little lamb. Do you know what? I don't think we need to go to Spoiler Street on this movie. No, I don't think so. No. Also, there's no street in this car, so. Exactly. And there's not really any spoilers. There's King Arthur and he got the sword out of the stone. Yeah, and, you which, know. I mean, you're pretty sure it's going to happen. No, spoiler alert, King Arthur dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of it. Um, yeah. He wakes up and he's actually just a London gangster. And what do we think of... Um, when Jude Law goes full evil and is in some that sort of crazy really weird Transformers costume I, I mean that, I saw yeah. it coming I saw it I thought at the beginning that that's what it was I think, what was I think it? we are on Spoiler Street oh yes no it's not, not a spoiler really, okay. it's not like I mean Jude Law's the baddie he's and the baddie from the first yeah. scene there's a bit of yeah. weird like random like cosplay it looks like you're watching like a scene from a video game at some point yeah with yeah. the stuff around Jude Law I feel like as well it was a bit out of place like there was a scene where Arthur like you said mommy goes to his dark place and he's confronted with all this you know terrible undergrowth and demons and they made that into a montage and I thought actually as the character development goes this should have been we should have watched this god that would have been so boring though if you're watching that for 10 minutes no but a a better script and director could have not made it 10 minutes but just showed us some hardship he basically was in and out very quickly yeah he was out of that dark place very quickly yeah yeah yeah. it was I think also Mm. off topic um he would have been so much better in Fifty Shades of Grey than Jamie Dornan because <laughs> he has screen Do presence like he can genuinely he has charisma well, I haven't seen him in anything else so it's hard to imagine him as like a businessman did he turn it down was he in the he was in it and then he actually pulled out of it oh. yeah I just think because Jamie Dornan so lacks screen presence in those movies yeah true mm. I think Maybe. this one though could kick him off for roles I think he did a really fine he job he did well yeah. as you said it was I think it was a bit of a director's mix up so for me I think on in the moment I enjoyed every minute I was carried along I thought there was great music too mm. and I was carried along scene to scene I mean looking back at it I think it wasn't a great movie and the director didn't do a great job but I found it thoroughly it's enjoyable you enjoyed it I really enjoyed yeah. it and the, for me that's, I'm not the movie buff so that's and it was yeah, all it was enough. long but we none of us were bored I wasn't bored at all no yeah so do we recommend I don't know if I'd recommend I think if you're going to go and see it though and it's been out a while now actually go and see it in the cinema because I think if I'd watched that at home at I might home, have turned it off you might have like drifted off or something. yeah this is true right. what did you think of the David Beckham and oh David <laughs> Beckham cameo he was okay actually he yeah. wasn't bad did yeah. he, say, oh, he did say a few words didn't he, he did he say a few fine. words he was fine if he wasn't David Beckham I would not have noticed You'd it as a bad performance yeah. no. no I quite enjoyed that actually and so there's at least two actors from Game of Thrones. There was Aidan Gillen who plays Littlefinger and there mm-hmm. was an Irish guy whose name escapes me. Oh, I didn't see him. Um, 
So I saw him. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who he was. I yeah. didn't think the cast was that bad, honestly. No, I no. genuinely thought they were good. I just think I thought the acting was strong. Yeah, the acting was strong. So for me, it was the direction. And what's so funny is that Guy Ritchie directed it, which he made clear we knew from the credits. He was in the credits twice at the start. Like his he, name came up. Yeah, twice. a Guy Ritchie movie produced by Guy Ritchie, script writing credit for Guy Ritchie, and um. Direction by Guy Ritchie, yeah. so it's like we get it, Guy Ritchie, and then he showed up, up for a fall if it doesn't do well. Though. Yeah, and he was and in it, it for a, well. <laughs> as a second. For a second, he actually showed up in a cameo as well. So I think for him, it's a huge career misstep, to be honest. And um, I did just see on IMDb that he's directing Sherlock Holmes three. Okay. I'm not sure what kind of appetite there is for that either. But yeah, anyway, good casting. Yeah, I would yeah. actually recommend it. Oh, well, I would too. Because yeah, it's I think a good it's, cinema experience. It's a good, exactly, good yeah. cinema experience. And yeah, as you said, we weren't bored. We no. were kind of caught up in it. And, and like, it might appeal to a lot of people seeing as it traverses so many genres. So. Yeah. <laughs> or no, <laughs> if you like mythical movies, if you like action. Yeah. But I was a huge fan. I don't know if you guys ever watched the TV show Spartacus. The no. one that was made no. in New Zealand. Oh my no. god, like if you want to watch good medieval action scenes, mm. that was, or not medieval, whatever it was, that's really fun. But ultimately, if you want to watch a really good action movie, I would recommend just going to Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, well, that's. Which you two haven't seen. Yeah. Which we would have, we were thinking we were going to see tonight, but then you went and saw it in London. <laughs> Dinium. <laughs> Dinium, yeah. Dinium. Oh, I don't know, I don't know what it was called. Probably. See, I don't know anything. If we about find Dinium. some old medieval maps, it's probably Londinium. Okay, yeah, it must be Londinium. The Vikings were a bit rough. Well. Yeah, random. that was random. So ultimately, having just seen Wonder Woman without you two, it's the action scenes are so good in that that I was watching this like cringing. Oh, they were terrible. They were. The action scene, and interestingly enough, for all my talk beforehand, they left out Lancelot and Genevieve. Maybe he comes in later. As Maybe a they're going to make a sequel. Yes. I, feel I like imagine they were, setting, they were setting it up for a sequel. I don't know if it'll get one. It won't. Maybe it'll be yeah. based around the round because it was basically just an action movie set in the past with the premise of King Arthur. Like it didn't really have anything to do with the story. No. So. No. I mean, I'm sure they're angling for a sequel, and I'm yeah. positive they won't get one. I feel like the sequel would probably go more into the actual story of King Arthur. Or not. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> what they should do is, um, for the last Fifty Shades film, just cast him. <laughs> Even though I think they've shot it already. I think maybe he doesn't I think they filmed. I think <laughs> he wanted to make this instead. I think he wanted to make this. I have the potential. Like, I don't... I've only seen the one... I swear I've only seen one Fifty Shades movie. <laughs> um, but that guy can never make any other movie no. again. So... No. It's a career ender, isn't yeah. it? He was tied in for three, and I think they shot the second and third at the same time. So okay. I think he is finally, he's finally free of it. <laughs> finally free. Um, well, thank you so much, Mom. Is this your fifth? Oh, we finished now? Is this? Yeah. I think so. Okay, is yeah. Is your I think fifth? So. I think this time. is my fifth, yeah. Wow. So, Mom, regular guest for yeah. anyone who hasn't heard it before, Elizabeth. Thank you. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed my debut. <laughs> hopefully, I'll be back. Yes, hopefully. We'll have to see how you do. We'll what kind of fan yeah, feedback we'll we get. What fan base you get. Twitter feedback you get. The Cinesis. Cinesis. Oh, I like it. I have had another sister on for anyone who's interested. We saw Predator last oh, year. Yeah. Jackie. Oh, France. You were yeah, in France, in France. You? So I have one sister left to come on who never listens to the podcast and never goes to the cinema. So she, <laughs> she would be the true star. If we she doesn't want to spoil them, bless her. No, she doesn't want to spoil any movies, but also doesn't watch any. So therefore... She's busy. She has a good excuse not mm. to listen. Um, okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Fantastic. fantastic. So we're we heading off. We're heading now. And... Please follow us on Twitter if you don't already or on Facebook. And if you like us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Okay, thank you. Bye. 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 All right, where do you want me? Bouncing on my knee. Where do you think I want you? Hands on the heel, stupid. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.